today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about take this off how this message I'm going to share with you came about. Everything that happens in a message I give you is because it's something that God has taught me that week before or during my life. Because there's something that I need to tell you, and that is anytime I share with you anything, it's because God has worked in my heart about it. Doesn't mean he's done. It means he's worked in my heart about it. So there's certain things that I don't talk about because God hasn't given me a revelation. But I'm sure he's got a whole lot to speak in what he has given me. And one of the things is this. Having the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ. Okay. When I started working on I go, okay, so I only had like the scripture. I have the mind of Christ scripture. I had nothing else. By the time I got done, I had 15 pages. So I said, well, okay, Lord, you're going to have to do something about this because we need to just get the message here. But most of the things that I had mentioned or I'm going to mention to you are actual factual stories that have happened. So in this case, the reason why this came to mind, and I thought, you know what, Tom? we got, we got to get together. Um, so we're having a conversation, and I don't know if you have it as a couple or other friends or people, but sometimes you're not on the same page. He'll be talking about something. I'll be thinking that he's talking about the same thing. We start having a conversation, and it's completely not the same thing. But it worked. Our conversation worked. And so what happened was that um, I asked him to put something in the car. So he goes and puts it in the other car, not the car that I thought he was going to put it in. He put it in the car, all right, but another car. I told him about a snow machine that I had bought a snow machine for help for the holidays and I tried it out and it shoots snow and we're going to have snow in December on the 10th and he goes and I said and it's not going to get on the ground it's going to melt he goes how can a snow cone machine do that I said no a snow machine so he thought I was talking about a snow cone maker so have you ever had those conversations with each other am I telling on myself, or do you, does anybody, do, are y'all on the same page whenever you talk? I found out that it's because we don't always operate in the mind of Christ. Guess what mind we're working in? Our own. <laughs> but when we talk about things of God, we come together a whole lot easier. But there are times when we, we also differ there. And then I go, okay, let's go to what to say, what the, the, the scriptures say. Let's see what God has to say. So we were talking about Jesus being a carpenter. And, and I'm leading up to my message here, but uh, talk about Jesus being a carpenter. And so I, you know, he thought of one way and I thought of it another. And, 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 I, and, I, and as I did study on this, a carpenter is a very expensive uh, position. They, they work with precious wood and I don't believe they had a lot of money to spend on tons of beautiful wood so maybe he was a stonesmith or a uh, but in, in other words he could have been a stonemaker working with clay working with other types of wood whatever it was because when I looked up the word carpenter it's tecton and it means a carpenter artisan craftsman woodworker builder iron worker and stone worker but they just put carpenter because that was the English word for it so we were kind of both right so we went to the Bible, though, and looked it up. So now we're on the same page. So now when we talk about it, we know Jesus was a carpenter. Easy peasy. So we have to just take 
that out of the equation by thinking, well, what I think. No, let's see what God thinks. So this past Tuesday, I told Tom about this message. And we went about our day. We were in the car doing errands. So in my mind, in, my, in Linda's mind, I don't know if you know, I have a Linda mind, okay? He was driving too fast. I remember when we first got married, he was driving too slow. He goes, but I'm sped up. You can make me happy, I guess. Okay, anyway. He drove too fast. He carried the pizza in the house sideways. <laughs> Excuse me, you don't hold, hang up. You have, you do, he had the handle, like, oh, I'm walking into the house. I'm going, Tom, this pizza sideways. It's going to, you know. Anyway, okay. It took him more time than usual to open up our gate. I'm sitting in the car going, what is taking him so long? To open up the gate. I'm sitting in this hot car, right? And um, we have a steamer that steams clothes. And I said, okay, leave it on the counter so that I can work on it. I looked at the counter. It's gone. I go, where is it? He's in the garage. I'm going, okay, what is going on here? So this is our day. Okay, this is our day. You forgot a few days. I know. (laughs) I'm going to say that in a minute. This is what he said. I shared this with him. And you know what he said to me? But I have the mind of Christ. That's what he said to me. He said, because Jesus was talking to him while he was opening the gate. I'm waiting and waiting, and he was having a conversation with Jesus and taking his time. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at here is we all have our own mind. We all have our own mind. But when we have the mind of Christ together, we can communicate. The scripture even tells us, that in 1 Corinthians 2.16, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of our Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have, have the mind of Christ. When you receive Christ as your Savior, he deposits the Holy Spirit into you, and now you have the opportunity to think like Christ. Now, it's up to us to decide if we're going to listen to him or not. So what does this look like? Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God. Okay, when we're in our mind, do we have peace? Yes. I remember I remember one time, um, Tom, you know, when we first were dating and things like that, uh, I was really all over the place. Hey, I was way over the place more than I am now. Okay, you can believe that. All right, so he, or I'm all over the place. And I said, Tom, I just want to get into your mind because I know it's peaceful in there. He said, no, I don't want you in my mind. <laughs> I want you in there. It says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through, not on, through Christ Jesus. Those little words are important. 2 Corinthians 2 says, in verse 1 to 2, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in your mind." Or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word. Now, we talked about this in Bible study today. Isaac trembled. Isaac was trembling because something was happening he didn't like. What do you think that comes from? He was fearful. He got afraid of something. He was shaking in his mind. He was trembling. And and we're not either to do that. Be not soon shaken in mind. Because he knew you would be. God knows 
our heart and be not troubled neither in your spirit nor by word or what people say. I added that because it says nor by letter as from us. So anybody's word against you. Be not troubled. People call you and say, oh, I'm so upset. So-and-so says something to me. I said, be not troubled. Be not troubled. Do not be soon shaken in your mind. Can we say that to ourselves? 1 Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. How do we do that? Be sober and have hope. Be sober and have hope. See, the scriptures is like a dictionary. If you want to know what it means, just keep reading the scripture. It'll tell you. We have various levels of friends. I don't know if you know that. Do you know that you have various levels of friends? You have people you can tell anything to. Then you have those that you just kind of a, an acquaintance with. Then you have those that kind of, you kind of don't hang out with too much. A matured believer knows the difference between good and evil. We talked about that in Bible study in Hebrews the other night, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, that I, uh, Sometimes our mind takes us to things that are not good. So even though we know the difference between good and evil, sometimes evil comes through stronger than the good. What's evil? Negative thinking. Does anybody ever have a negative thought? Oh, don't answer that question. Because then you're thinking on evil. You have a choice. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing. Now, is Tom and I speaking the same thing? No. I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to think about this situation? I'm not asking God enough. Are we asking God enough? I don't think so. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That we all speak the same thing. You know, when you meet another Christian, isn't it like knowing them for 50 years? You just can talk to them about anything because they have the mind of Christ. You know then they're a believer is when you talk to them, they can speak the same language. That is proof that you're speaking to another believer. But we learn to do this. Even Paul says, I have learned to do this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm going to read that right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. How do we get the mind of Christ? First of all, receiving Christ as your Savior is a good start. But we have to act upon it. We have to have our faith exercised. And it says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech... And my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I need to answer a question that was asked last week. Why were there so many versions of the Bible? I think Kelly asked that question. Greg and I had a little conversation about it. See, there's this wisdom of men coming out in these versions because... It's the most sold book in the world. And so these individuals want to jump on the bandwagon and make a few bucks. So it is about money. But it's also that they want to have their wisdom of men displayed through these translations. 
And we also talked that it has to be a 10% change in order for it to be actual a, a copywritten work. And that's what they do. They change the word 10% to 20%. Is that changing the word? I think so. But we are to gather together in the same mind. On Friday nights when we come in, what was our focus? Our goal was the same mind to serve God, to love, to do what Christ did when he came to give us life. So that we can share life with others. We're on the same page. It's that same page thing. Are we on the same page? What does the Bible tell us to think about? I know we... we, we read this all the time, but what does it really say? It says, finally, brethren, finally, that means at the very end of everything you're thinking and doing, finally, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. We were just talking about that, but she even brought it up. Being honest is critical to your life. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. Matter of fact, if you lie, the devil is your father. Because it says, the devil is a liar and the father of it. So you better repent. Oh, I've been lying. I stretched the truth. I didn't say, I omitted some things. That's lying. Right, Butch? It's lying. Whatsoever things are of good report. Okay, so let's say this. I don't really like the way she did her hair. Am I going to go tell her that I don't like the way she did her hair? No, because I'm not a good report. <laughs> Just don't say anything. Have a little talk with the Lord. Maybe your hair looks funky. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, uh, there be any virtue or praise, think on these things. What are we thinking on all day long? I think we should go and put this scripture up onto our wall. And every time we pass it, we will remember what to put our mind on. Because if we cut our mind on anything else, it's going to cause us to go down the wrong pathway. There's this little bracelet I would carry around. WWJD. Back in the Jesus movement. What would Jesus do? Same question. What would Jesus do with, if he was in your place? So how does the mind work in our lives? The, the, the mind of Christ work in our lives? We have to ask according to his will or his mind. And it will be given. According to his mind. And what things is he talking about? Riches in Christ Jesus. Okay. Is that stuff? Not necessarily. Philippians 4, 18 says, But I have all. Paul says, I have all. Now, where's Paul? Paul is not living in a mansion. He's not living in a beautiful palace. He doesn't have a lot of cars and trucks and boats. He he, but I have all. Can we say that? We have all. And abound, and I am full. He's talking about the spirit. Are you full in your heart? Having received a... Epaphroditus, the things which were sent from you, an odor, an odor of a sweet smell. Now last week we talked about stinky smell, not being salty, right? A sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. 
but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches of glory by Christ Jesus. According to his riches in glory. Okay, in glory, is, is that a heavenly kind of place? Okay, in heaven, there's no lying, there's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's compassion, there's forgiveness, there's kindness. All these things, that's the glory we're talking about. I'm going to tell you something. If we had all that working in our lives, we'd make better decisions for the stuff. If I wasn't being honest about something, it's going to show in my choices. According in the riches, to the riches in Christ Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God. We hear that over and over again, but do we really seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? That means his mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. Then all the other things that you have need of will be added. We have it all. But some, some stuff will be added. I, I have to go back. I have to go to, um, I think it's, uh, what's his name? Solomon. Solomon asked for what? Wisdom and understanding. We all know that. But did you ever read this part where it says, he got it immediately, by the way. He didn't have to wait another three years to get wisdom and understanding. So the Bible tells us to, when you ask for wisdom, he gives it immediately. When he asks for um, understanding, you get, you get it eh, pretty immediately, but it's up to us to decide if we're going to understand it or not. So he gives everything in Christ Jesus immediately. So what happened with Solomon, he asked for wisdom and understanding. It says, because you didn't ask for riches and honor, I love this part, I will give you what you did not ask for. I will give you what you did not ask for. I remember Tom and I were talking about this, and he said this. He goes, why do we even ask God for anything? He already knows what we need. We already, he already gives us what we have, you know. He just very matter-of-factly, he already knows. Why are we asking God for stuff? He already knows. I, I just think that deep. <laughs> it says, um, I will give you what you did not ask for. It reminds me of that 1 John 1, 9. It says, um, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. And all unrighteousness. Things you don't even know is going on. So I think it's the same thing. He overcovers our lives. Luke 11. I want to look at Luke 11. Luke 11. It's very clear. It's telling me to read the Bible. Luke 11. <laughs> and these are scriptures I've been writing down, but I wanted to read this. Luke 11, 9. Luke 11, 9 through 13. And I say to you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit? 
not talking about an egg. He's not talking about clothing. He's not talking about food. He's talking about to give them the Holy Spirit, which is all that stuff seated in Christ Jesus stuff. Again, the stuff God already knows you have need a roof. He already knows you need clothing. He already knows you need food. He already knows those things. Why don't you ask him for what you really want? And that's to have discernment, wisdom, and understanding. Communication with one another. I'm telling you, that, that right there, God will give you. He might not pull up an Alexis and say, here you go, here's the keys. But he will give you the wisdom to go get it. Woo, think about it. He will give you the wisdom to go, to go after those desires of your heart. James 1.3 says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. And he will give it to you liberally and he won't hold it back. He won't say, oh, by the way, uh, wait till next week and I'll give you the wisdom. No, no, we get it immediately. Ezekiel 11.18-20 through 20 says, and I will give them one heart. And I will put a new spirit within them. And I will take that stony heart of their flesh, which is unbelief, and will give them a heart of flesh, which is the mind of Christ. You know, the Holy Spirit is what we need more of. The power and the movement of the Holy Spirit. So I have to ask you this question. What mind are you looking at others through? Are you looking at them through God's mind or your own mind? You know, when we look at other people through our own mind, we're looking at them through our own experiences from the past. Well, they treated me badly, and I don't really have anything to do with them. Whose mind are we in? Your own. Your own hurt, your own wounds. How do we get rid of that stuff? We have to forgive them. Forgiveness is the only thing that's going to release your mind. We're going to talk about Jesus for a moment. Because on our mind, we think of him looking like that. See that picture in the back? The nice, you know, looking guy. But what does the scripture say in Isaiah 53 too? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was plain. Now, he might have had a big nose, a big ears, a big chin. I don't know what he, what he might have looked like. Because, you know what? I know this to be a fact. There's two incidences in the Bible. When Jesus met, or, or when, yeah, when Jesus met the ladies after his resurrection, why didn't they recognize him? Are you the gardener? It's because they didn't see him as that plain guy, that normal-looking guy. They saw him beautified. When Judas was in the garden, why didn't he have to kiss Jesus? He had to pick him out of the crowd because he looked like everybody else. He had to identify him with a kiss. You know, there's a scripture that also talks about Satan. We're going to kind of be blown away by what he looks like, too. Because our minds are like, okay, he's got, he's big, he's got, I don't know what, he, what we think he looks like. He's big and, and boisterous. But it says this, Isaiah 14, 13, it says this. For thou hast said in thine heart, this is the devil speaking, Satan. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven. 
I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation on the sides of the north. I will, I will, I will, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Whose mind is he in? His own. own. You know, I, I have to stop and say this. It's easy to say, I have, I have this, I've done that, I, I, I. It's very easy to do that. We have to practice. Okay. I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And they that shall see thee narrowly look upon thee and say this, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that shook the kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities that opened not the house of his prisoners? We're going to be shocked by what we see. We've made him a little bit more powerful than we, we, we really needed to. We needed to look at more at God and his power. See, the mature Christian knows the difference between this good and evil. So our minds are to be balanced. Proverbs 11.1 1 says, A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Confusion is not in the mind of Christ. And I have to repent by saying, oh, I'm a little confused right now. I don't ever want to use that word anymore. Because that's not the mind of Christ. Acts 19.32 says, Some therefore cried one thing and some another. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to a family gathering and you're all talking about other things and nobody really knows what you're talking about? As a matter of fact, the way you saw it isn't how they saw it. For the assembly was confused. <laughs> and the more part knew not wherefore they were come together. We need to be balanced in our thinking because Why? Because the enemy roams around like a roar, like. He's not a roaring lion. He's like a roaring lion. And who's going to allow him to attack us? We are the ones because of what we're thinking. We're making him a little bigger than God. Let's be, just be honest. Remember that honesty is the most important thing. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, is this talking about your stuff? To devour your stuff? No. He's talking about your heart and your mind. He's trying to rob you from thinking like Christ. A little leaven leavens the whole mind. You can go, well, I'm over here. I only have, I'm only thinking about that for a little while. And then the rest I'm thinking about God. Well, maybe only 5% I'm over here doing that. I remember when I was... Um, dealing with some of my past relationships. And I had this little box, and I had a picture of an old boyfriend in it. I had it in the closet. But I'm married to Tom, and we're having a good time, but I have that little box sitting up there. Does anybody have a little secret box sitting somewhere? So I had to go to that little box and pull it down and burn it up. Because a little leaven can mess up the whole lump. Reminds me of that story about making a cake. And the father comes into the girls and says, uh, I'm going to make you a cake. They go, no, no, Dad, we want to go to the movies. There's only a little bit of cussing. You know, there's really not a lot of uh, bad stuff. It's only for a minute. Can we go? He said, absolutely not. You're not going to the movies. I'll be right back. So he goes into the kitchen. He makes this wonderful cake. He brings it back to the girls. 
He goes, I made this beautiful cake for you. And he said, it's wonderful. There's only one thing I did. I added a little teeny, itty bitty teaspoon of dog poop. <laughs> Do you think the girls are going to eat that cake? No. no, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So we have to decide in our lives, what is in our lives that's causing our life not to be balanced and that we're not having the mind of Christ. Even that little leaven of doubt will cause your mind not to think like Christ. Deuteronomy 28 says this very, very strange, strict word. It says, the Lord shall smite you with madness and blindness and anxiety and that thou shalt grope at the noonday as the blind gropes in darkness and you shall not prosper in your ways and you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore and no man shall save thee. I think we talked a little bit about that in Bible study with Esau. He had, didn't get a really good blessing out of this whole thing but his brother Jacob got the blessing. But what it says, why? Because they didn't do Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2. It says, if thou wilt worship the Lord thy God and serve only him, then you shall have all these blessings. But I had to ask God, is this your mind or is this my mind? So every day we need to ask God, is this you? And he will tell you because he will give you the riches in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit.